morning. So we are continuing with the Uddhav Gita chapter 3. This is, we are starting at verse 32. We have been listening to the story of Pingala and from Videha. So this is a story which is talking about how a prostitute who was waiting for customers felt disgusted when nobody came. So we had left at that and what was her feeling and how she was going about it and she found that the only one who is with her is the self alone or God according to verse 31 it is the Atma so we are going to continue from verse 32 we are doing Uddhav Gita chapter 3 the last message of Sri Krishna Verse 32 Oh, in vain have I afflicted my soul by this despicable mode of living, that is, that of a courtesan. I have sought wealth and pleasure from pitiable men who are greedy and slave to women after selling my body to them. Now, this is Pingala grieving. we have seen in this world that there are lots of women who are forced into prostitution. Now think about them for a moment. All over the world there are these places which are notorious for prostitution. In every country, in every state, in every smallest of the towns also it is there. And we always blame somebody or the other for this. Someone is kidnapped, somebody is forced into it, somebody has been, you know, bulldozed into it, uh, blackmailed into this kind of a profession. But please understand that this profession has been there for donkey's years. I mean, for years and years, eons. And it is the same problem that we have faced throughout history. Now, a time comes in the life of a prostitute where she has no choice but to accept her profession. What is the need? Because it is shunned by the society. <coughs> The society doesn't like it. She's not accepted back. There are things which go against the vein of the society. And then what is a sub person supposed to do after that? So she has no choice. The lady, whoever she is, has no choice but to accept that as her profession. And she is forced to cater to the baser needs of human beings. So here, Pingala is talking about this kind of a problem which is afflicting every man. She says, Oh, in vain have I afflicted my soul by this despicable mode of living that of a courtesan. I have sought wealth and pleasure from pitiable men who are greedy and slaves to women after selling my body to them. 
she is talking about that after accepting the profession she took advantage of the fact that there are lots of men in this world who are willing to pay anything for satisfying their baser needs and these men are so despicable so mean you know, that they are willing to do whatever it takes and taking advantage of these people she has been collecting money now i will give you another side of the story human beings what does a human being do you have heard many a times in this world there are lots of professions like those who check up on other people like police people or the tax people or the government people or petty human beings even a person who rectifies a puncture in a tire what happens to these people who fall down so badly i will tell you one story which i read yesterday there is a person there was a this in one particular place where you know most of the petrol bunks have the person who fills the air inside your tire so this person deliberately makes a hole over there and says oh your tire has a puncture okay it's flat i am trying to fill air in it and yet it is not filling so the poor man says oh my god i have a puncture so let me go and rectify it so when he goes to rectify the puncture he comes to a point where the person who is doing the puncture he says after half an hour or so he says i filled five of those holes and each hole that i put it in the hot you know the water to remove that to find out where the puncture is it is 100 rupees per sealant so every place that i have sealed so total five punctures in all in one tire so you have to pay me 500 rupees think what has this person done he is so attuned to doing this kind of a thing that he doesn't think twice before he commits this kind of an error milkman who put water in the milk do they think 10 times before putting water they are so attuned to it that if one new customer comes in they'll put more water in it i mean they are collecting an x amount of milk only and now they have to give instead of 20 houses they have to give to 21 houses how do you make 21 houses when the milk supply is going to be only for 20 so put one 1 liter additional water in it and who will come to know about it <clears throat> this is how it is done there are big fines being levied just now and the fine is 3000 10000 i don't know how many thousands of rupees one person who was coming over here was told to pay 2500 rupees for some something that was done i don't know what it was it was maybe he had lost his uh, license or something like that 
and the person who was standing over there checking for this this man is removing the money he says give me thousand rupees and now you can get lost think about it these people are so attuned to working like this prostitute pingala that they don't think twice before doing the same you know looting everybody and this is what human beings are so attuned to you may say this is this doesn't concern me you know i am not concerned because i am not a policeman i am not a person who is you know mixing water in the milk i am not this i am not that so guruji is talking about somebody else not me i am the good one over here what is guruji saying is he is talking every i got to be careful i'm sorry i'm not talking about that at all i am talking about every human being is so much attuned to this that we do not care we have come to a point where we are least bothered about another person this happens in our day to day life also let us say there is a husband and a wife the wife is so used to the husband coming and demanding you know gratification sexual gratification that she says okay you do what you want now both are following this example of pingala the man who demands and the woman who says to the hell with it it's okay i don't care you understand both are responsible because both have got attuned to it it's okay things are all right somebody who is used to giving you know stale food from the fridge to the servant every day things or servant or whoever the watchman or somebody is so much attuned to it see these are poor people you know and i am giving from my fridge i am doing something great the person has got attuned to that kind of a thing or the the idea that every time when you go outside you do that one act as if it is a normal thing for you to do not realizing that you are doing something wrong what exactly is this wrong that we are doing the wrong is we are indulging in the expectation of our mind i expect you to go and do this so let us do it and get over with it and if i can make more out of it why not a simple thing is suppose you have given some old clothes to someone and in the last two years you might have given some 10 or 20 old clothes to one person alone this person is so attuned to accepting it and you are so attuned to giving to this person that it has never occurred to either of them that what they are doing is like called an excess everything has to be done in moderation don't try to overwhelm another person or let you see if you are there in that receiving position 
don't get overwhelmed and try to demand for more and expect the other person to fulfill your demands this is something which is going to ruin everybody everything has to be done in moderation whether it is eating drinking sleeping or whatever and don't accept adharma you know adharma means what something which is not dharmic in nature something which is which your conscious will say is not the right thing to do don't accept it just get out of that place don't bother about it when you know very well that somebody is cheating or somebody is doing something wrong why would you like to go over there and become a martyr and in that martyrdom the person thinks beyond martyrdom and say i am doing that person a favor see so there are two kinds of people one who does it and one who gets done isn't it two kinds of people and both of them are doing something wrong it is not that we should blame the person who is coming as a customer to the prostitute is wrong don't think like that it is also the prostitute like pingala who is disgusted now by taking money and fleecing people did you understand it is two way street it is not one way so pingala is now feeling miserable because she has been dependent on this profession and what she has been doing with her body by selling it to richer and richer people and pleasing them for more and more money got it i want you to understand that there are certain businesses in this world certain businesses in this world which have been going on for donkey's years okay i still remember some of the old stores in mumbai and they were selling a simple item called vada pav now what is vada and what is pav <laughs> vada is a small filling of potato with a covering you know it's kind of a momo is uh, you know uh, with uh, you uh what do you say vada pav how would you call it in english i wouldn't know <laughs> okay it kind of a thing you know and you put it in one small bread and then you eat it i still remember buying it for 5 or 6 rupees in in the past 20 30 years ago today also there are certain places which is still selling at 10 rupees and 12 rupees think over a period of time inflation should have hit them and each vada pav should have been 50 rupees or 30 rupees or something like that but they are still continuing at that rate so that the poor people who are eating over there get served hmm? and they are not charging more it's like a community service but there are institutions which i went to some few days ago just i had gone to the a place where the same vada pav was 50 rupees for one piece 
and it was reheated. It was not that they were making it fresh or something like that, it was reheated. There are certain brands in Bangalore which are supposedly kind of a vada pop list. They are charging 30 rupees and 40 rupees for one piece. Whereas there are those people who are still charging the same old rate. There are some of the Parsi institutions where they charge 10 rupees and 12 rupees for a cup of tea today. Whereas you have institutions which are charging 30 rupees, 50 rupees, 100 rupees. I don't know how much they charge. And there are people like Starbucks. I'm telling you. An old Irani institution in India where a person could sit for three and four hours eat drinking only one cup of tea which was less than 10 rupees and still having his meetings still having his meetings even today may charge about 10 or 12 rupees I still remember a place in Pune which is called Vahuman Cafe this Vahuman Cafe charges the least amount of money for having a cup of tea and maybe a bread butter Next to it may be Starbucks or Coffee Cafe, Coffee Day or some other big institution. And for that blessed one cup of tea or coffee, they are charging 200, 300 bucks or whatever. For sitting for two hours? I mean, think about it. You may say this is marketing. It is called fleecing. You see, just because there is a customer like Pingala, you see Pingala was trying to fleece her customers. There is a brand called Louis Vuitton, I was just now seeing it. Okay. The reason, they said the reason why this is 10 times or 20 times expensive than another brand is because they make it locally in France. The item is the same, everything is the same and yet Branding is a huge amount of money and we make in limited quantities. I am not a person who will say that you should not earn your living. But becoming a 47 billion dollar brand with limited quantity of stock. Ah, that is something you got to think of. It is like Pingala. Just because there is a customer, you don't try to fleece a customer. One day you will come to a point just like Pingala and you are going to get disgusted by it. The disgust has to come in. Think about the person who has been the owner or whoever is the boss of the organization. Do you think that that man is happy? I don't think so. I don't think so. Neither are his children happy. Nobody is happy in his life. For what? For earning those billions of dollars? Happiness is not dependent on the money that you earn. Okay. So let us go further. Verse 33. Who but myself should make much of this body which consists of bony structures such as the spine, ribs and limbs like the rich pole rafters and the post of a house and is covered ever with skin, hair and nails with its nine doors of secretion and full of filthy stuff. What is this thing which Pingala is talking about? Pingala is talking about that this body 
every person, every human being loves another person. You know, a man will love a woman, a woman will love a man. Now think about the man or the woman. What are they full of? They are full of skin, bones, you know, phlegm, you name it, you know, entrails. Would you like to hold the stomach of that person in hand or the heart of the person who is there in front of you? I mean, just imagine the brain. Ah, it is open for view. You know how, how nice it will look at, <laughs> to look at? And there, she is talking about the nine orifices that human beings have. And we are so much interested in that kind of a thing. What are we talking about? It is an orifice, it's, it's an exit point or whatever. And a human being is so much in love with that object. So she says, I have been using my body and trying to sell this kind of things, which is full of filth and dirt and dirt. You, know, you can just imagine, no? And that is what human beings are all bothered about. Think. <laughs> this is the same thing which is told even in the Tripura Rahasyam. Where she says, why are you, I mean, the lady in that <laughs> Tripura Rasyam is telling her husband who is a king, why are you interested in this dirty body of mine? And especially the organs which are the worst in the world, you know, from where excretion and all these things are happening. And you are interested in that? So here she is saying about the nine doors of secretion and full of filthy stuff. And this is what a human being is come to. Think. You have to be disgusted with this kind of a things. And the people going to prostitutes for satisfying their baser needs for such kind of a... Here we are talking about a prostitute. Think about those people in this world who try to satisfy their baser needs by raping children and so on and so forth. What exactly are they trying to do? Do you think that is healthy? Do you think that is really worth it? Disgust. It's disgusting, isn't it? So we move to verse 34, chapter 3 of the Uddhava Gita. In this city of Videha, verily I am the only foolish person who with wicked heart seek any other source of enjoyment than the Lord who confers the realization of the self. The idea is that this human life has been given to us not because we can go to a baser level of trying to fulfill our sexual needs, but it has been given to us so that we can rise higher in life. Even in our material world, isn't it that if you are earning 100 rupees, you want to make, you know, you want to become a billionaire, isn't it? You want to become big. If you are a tiny person somewhere in, as a, some clerk in some organization, your dream is to become the CEO of a company. If you are a small time artist, you want to become the superstar. Isn't that what your dream is all about? Every person's dream is to become from a small person to somebody big in life. That is the aim that you have. So, 
What is the main aim of life? The main aim of life is to rise above the mundane and become somebody great. Can you tell me some great people in the last 5 or 10,000 years? I'm sorry, you will not even remember them. You know whom you will remember? Only those who have reached spiritual perfection. Think about it. Do you remember who has built the Giza pyramid? No. It may be written that some king somewhere must have built it. But would you rever the king and pray to him or do something? Today if I have to garland a statue, I will garland the statue of Sri Ram or Sri Krishna or Jesus or Buddha. That's it. You think I am going to, oh he was a builder of great stuff. I am not even interested in knowing who this idiot is. Isn't it? Somebody who has made billions of dollars. Do you think I would like to make a statue of that man and garland it? Sorry. Do you know in Bangalore, <coughs> there were certain places where the queen statue was put up. Now you will ask me who is the queen? Queen Elizabeth and Queen Victoria. You see, they were ruling India. And there was some governor of the state and something like that. And they had statues all over the town. Big statues with a nice garden attached to it. The people, after gaining independence, were wondering what to do with this statue. So they destroyed it. Did you get the point? Nobody will care to even put up a statue of... Uh, a politician for that matter, even the ruler of that state. Nobody gives a damn to the ruler also. Think. So you destroy those statues. You won't even remember. But today you will remember Jesus Christ. Today you will remember Buddha. Today you will remember Krishna. Why? People may say, yeah, I remember Socrates. But would you like to put a garland around Socrates? I'm sorry, nobody gives a damn to Socrates. He might have given some philosophies, but he is not God. <laughs> you got the point. He's not God. Think. Again, in China, you know, there were great people. They have also written books. Right? Tao Te Ching. Would you like to, you know, all those Confucius and all that, would you like to put a statue of Confucius and garland it? I'm sorry, nobody gives a damn to Confucius. Right? We are talking about reaching the zenith of your life. And what is the zenith of our life? What is the high point of our life? High point of our life is to reach self-realization. The point of every human being's life is to reach a level of realization. That means... Knowing God, knowing who you are, what is the reason of your birth? That is the ultimate. And if you can make up to that, you know, cross up to that level, then you have made it. Again, that is from one point of view. Let us see from another point of view. We are continuously in a cycle of birth and death, birth and death, birth and death, birth and death. So all those great people, those whose statues were put up in the last 200 years, do you think they will not have birth and death? Of course. 
maybe some sir so and so or queen so and so might have been born as a cockroach for all you know now would you like to praise those people i am sorry nobody gives a damn you would rather crush them isn't it or maybe a frog or a snake or something like that that is what our holy books teaches us isn't it so let us think on those lines and would you like to pray to them i'm sorry i'm not even interested so think like that so what is this cycle of birth and death i have to get out of this cycle of birth and death that is the ultimate aim and to get out of this cycle of birth and death your job is to reach the state of the self or realization self realization isn't that what she's saying enjoyment that the lord who confers the realization of the self we have to reach this termination point the last point of our life so that we don't come back as a cockroach or a vermin <laughs> see the point is not to come back once again we have to get out of this system okay and get out of this system by being someone whom the future generation will garland us isn't it or statues maybe huh <laughs> so that is the state of realization of the self and becoming one with the divine he is the friend the next verse verse 35 says he is the friend the dearest of the dear the master nay the very self of all embodied beings winning him over by giving up the body to him i shall enjoy his company like lakshmi so here pingala is talking about i want to be the self i want to be the person who serves the divine i want to be that person who is going to be with the divine constantly like lakshmi and give up this body in service to him you see when people think in service to the god what are they talking about they they are talking about petty things when people talk of you know serve, serving god no this is not a petty job can you be like a dalai lama can you be like a mother teresa can you be like a person you know who is serving mankind you should understand the reason of your birth you are not supposed to be sitting over there in some god forsaken place and thinking oh lord no oh lord and all that okay nobody is saying you are supposed to say something like oh lord sing songs of the lord if you want to okay fine but can you serve mankind be kind be nice be compassionate in your life serve this mankind not with an intention that your statue is going to get put up think about it okay is not a... <laughs> finally you don't want the statues up there okay remember there are people who are going to be opposing you they will put uh, you know slippers <laughs> uh, a garland of slippers in your on your head also no <laughs> you don't want to be that you want to be somebody who is going to be revered in the future so think like that so here pingala is talking about i want to serve the self i want to serve the lord and i have to use this body for that service not to serve that petty human being who is looking after all those dirty things that we spoke about see my body has to be used for doing something higher in life right to serve god in such a way that tomorrow i will be happy when i die 
happiness comes out of serving mankind. Right? And this is not the happiness where you are going to gloat about it. <laughs> you know, I am happy. I served so many years of my life. No. You don't have to talk about it. Never talk about it. Don't even say, I have done it. See, the idea that everybody comes up with, I did it. What is this, I did it? Don't take credit for anything. Never. So they have asked me the next question, then how are we supposed to say anything about it, that I did it? So I say, in the material world, you may have to say the word, I did it. But when you are working for the Lord, don't even open your mouth and say, you know, I gave money, I did this, I did that, I served those poor people. Don't say these words. If you are doing it for the Lord, don't even utter this word, I. Lord is making you do. God is making you do all that. Okay? So don't be so, you know, egoistic saying that, you know, I am doing this for the Lord. No. Never say those words, I am doing this for the Lord. No. So this is what she says. He is a friend. Who is a friend? God is a friend. The dearest of the dear, the master, nay, the very self of all embodied beings, winning him over by giving up the body of to him, I shall enjoy his company like Lakshmi. So in the end, I want to go back to the Lord alone. So I have to be that Lakshmi. Okay, you will ask me, why can I not be a man instead of a woman? <laughs> See, Lakshmi is doing service to the Lord. If you ever seen a picture of Narayana, he is lying on Adi Shesh, you know, sleeping. And we will come to that very shortly. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. So we will understand. And she is at the feet. <laughs> Serving him. Remember this. We will move to the next verse. How much? 36 verse. How much enjoyment have these ever conferred on women who depend upon them? Your sense objects or men who pose as fulfilling desires or your gods either have having a beginning and end and being overrun by times. <clears throat> this verse is slightly difficult to understand. Let us see. She is talking of three things in life. First is this enjoyments conferred on women. Here we are talking about you and me. Everybody has been conferred some enjoyment. How much can you take out of it? How much is a person supposed to take out enjoyment from an object? Till the last drop? I mean, think about it. You may have two children, you know, or three, I don't know. Don't you think it is enough of sex that you have had in life? Think, what are you doing? Your focus is only that. I need some relaxation. I need some enjoyment. I mean, what enjoyment are you talking about? Those ugly, dirty objects? Haven't you had enough in life? And that is what she is talking about. This body which is a sensual body, we want to draw the last drop of it till we die? I mean, think. That is one. The second one she says, and there are these idiots 
who want to get fulfilled. They are basically like, you know, leeches. They want to suck blood from you. So both these people, did I not say both, the one who is doing it and the one who is done, both are enjoying. No, this is not a way. You are not supposed to indulge in either of these things. Here Krishna is not saying that you should not have sex in life. Okay, please understand this. He, I use the word moderation. You understand the word moderation. Moderation is what is needed. By the time you enter the domain of you know, Vanaprastha, which is around 45-50 years of age. Vanaprastha means to go to the forests. You are not going to think about sex and all those things. Your job is to think about getting to the higher plane in life. So studying scriptures, learning about spirituality, going about your life, trying to find the real answers, the truth. And then it is Sanyasa Ashrama, the last one. 16. Sanyasa Ashrama. But by the time you are 45 and 50, you have to go into the next stage of life which is called Vanaprastha Ashrama. You have had children, you have done everything. Now can you drop it? Even in life, a, a person takes retirement in, in office and all that, isn't it? So this is retirement from all these things that you have done. Okay. I am not talking to the youngsters, you know. <laughs> I'll say, you know, but Guruji, I am only 25, you know, I am not, you are telling me I can't do that. No, no, boss, you are allowed to do that because you are still into Grahastha Ashrama. Okay, you are into just getting into it. So don't, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> Grahastha Ashrama means better have some children and all that and settle down, maybe. <laughs> it's not for, you know, misconstruing the words, so understand. And the third one she says, Pingala says the third thing, the gods <clears throat> and your gods either having a beginning and an end overrun by time. These gods, they are not perennial. They are terminal in life. They end. All these gods that we talk about, every god in this planet earth that is there, which is manufactured. <laughs> which is manifested. All these manifest gods are going to get destroyed. Whether it is Brahma, Vishnu or whoever, you know, Lakshmi's and Saraswati's and everybody is going to have their end. And it is written in the scriptures that they have a termination point. So don't come and tell me, you know, my God lives forever. No God lives forever. Okay. Next verse says, 37. Surely I have pleased the Lord Vishnu by some deep deed or other. Since out of vain expectation, this happy disgust has come to me. So Pingala is talking about that I must have served Krishna some way or the other in some life of mine. That is why this disgust has come to me. So remember this. The day you feel this disgust in life, it is by the grace of God that you are feeling. And we have to thank God for that disgust that comes to us. Enjoying sex, enjoying making money, enjoying do these kind of things. The, you know, buying stuff, becoming rich and all this kind of nonsensical stuff that human being 
believes is the ultimate aim of their life, he realizes that this is such a petty and a disgusting thing. Running after money, lust, greed, all these kind of things is worthless. And the day this thing strikes you, know that you have maybe pleased Krishna some way or the other. Here she says Lord Vishnu, which is Krishna by itself. Don't worry. Alright? So you should thank the Lord. Because if you have come to this point where you feel that life is not worth all those things, so get out of it. And this disgust better come to you. Isn't that what I was telling you all yesterday also? Yes, if it comes, you should be happy. Verse 38 says, Otherwise unhappy that I am, these miseries would have not fallen to my Lord. Bringing on disgust by means of which man gets rid of trammels, attains to peace. So she is thanking Lord Vishnu or Krishna, saying that I am happy that you have brought me to this unhappy condition. When people think unhappiness, Lord, you are the reason for my unhappiness. You are the reason for my misery. You know, my husband died, my wife died, my children are having some autism and this and that. All this kind of nonsense people talk about. They don't realize that this state is because of their karmic action. The Lord is not there for you to draw you to that particular point. He is not a vindictive kind of a God. Why would a God be vindictive? Think. He is not vindictive at all. He is not even looking in your direction. Oh, ah, you are the one I am going to see to it, you know, that you get, you know, all those kind of diseases. The Lord is, you think somebody would want to do that? I don't think so. And people, when they say that the Lord is vindictive, he is troubling me, that is wrong. He doesn't do any of those things. You should be thankful that he has brought you to that state is what she is saying. Verse 39 says, accepting this gift of the Lord, on my head I give up my vain expectation that pertains only to the sense objects and take refuge in the Supreme Lord. She says, I will take refuge in God. After you have given me this misery and I have understood the real understanding has come to me that my life should be serving the self, serving this Atma, serving this God. My job is not to see to it that, you know, I serve my body. My body is anyway going to die. Verse 40 says, putting my faith in this gift of the Lord, I shall live content on what comes to me and shall enjoy the company of that lover, the Atma. So she says that now enough is enough. I don't want to serve these petty human beings. I want to serve this Atma, this God inside of me. And I want to live my life like a good human being. God has given me this life so that I can reach this ultimate destination called knowing the self. That should be the ultimate aim of every human being. Well, she was also trying to make money, isn't it? Remember that. So it is not about making money. It is not about serving those bodily things, you know. No. It is to get out of that petty you know, that stupid mentality of ours. I need money. I need money. I need money. I want to serve this. No, that is not the ultimate aim of life. Verse 41 says, Who else can save the jiva, fallen into the pit of transmigration, robbed of this vision by the senses and swallowed up by the serpent of time? 
the lord sleeps on the serpent of time called adishesh i'm just not telling you that the lord narayana he is sleeping on this adishesh he is on the serpent of time got it so this transmigration this life after life after life just now i said these words you know why do you want to be born again and again can you give up this thing and reach that perfection where you don't have to bother about time born again and again when one beholds this verse 42 says when one beholds this universe swallowed by the serpent of time becomes watchful and turns oneself away from everything then the self alone is the savior okay so in this verse she says that i am thankful that god has shown me this path of this ultimate destination i have to make use of it understand that this life is being eaten up by the serpent of time every single moment and i am wasting it i think that i am going to be alive till 60 70 80 or 90 years of age and then i will think about getting out of this don't do that if the, this thing is striking you right now get out of it get out of it and think what is the need for you to do this kind of nonsensical stuff in this world there is no need pingala is going to get taken care of this you should understand and she has understood this so this universe is swallowed by the serpent of time every moment is swallowed up by the serpent of time and you know people are here in this world they think you know next year i will do this year after that i will do this and the year later i will do this how do you know you will get swallowed by time in that instant in 6 months you will be dead and you will be born again okay yeah maybe like a buffalo i don't know <laughs> so it's like that so don't be stupid you know don't waste that time that you have got to learn about the self verse 43 and 44 we will do and then we will terminate the brahmana said having thus determined in her mind she broke loose all the vain expectations due to hankering for lovers and sat in her bed attaining composure verse 44 says expectation is surely the greatest misery and giving up all the expectation is the greatest bliss as pingala slept happily getting rid of the hankering for lover expectation whether it is your own self or whether it is somebody else somebody else's body somebody else don't have expectations can you just do your stuff and move on every time when you have expectation you are going to be upset about it because nobody is going to fulfill those expectations just like pingala was expecting her lovers to come and feed her money it never happened similarly in your life if you think that somebody is there in your life who is going to fulfill your expectation please you are under a very very wrong notion get out of that expectation that you have again if you think that there are some people who are going to serve some purpose in life you are still talking nonsense and this body expectation from this body of yours please don't have 
it is going to falter this given moment itself it can falter just like that you understand something may fail somewhere something may go wrong why do you want to waste even this moment in time don't waste even a moment you know just think what is it that you are hoping other people to do for you or you doing for yourself don't have that i want to earn money forget it i want to become rich great somebody like this somebody like that don't it's no not worth it okay <laughs> these are the lessons given by dattatre to yadu and krishna is talking about these lessons to his dearest disciple uddhava so we have come to the end of chapter 3 next time i will see you all in chapter 4 okay so before i end i will have to tell you something so till then you have a very good day or good evening take care of yourself bye